Your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. Hi. And running the boards is Joey D's. <laughs> On today's show, we will talk board games. Well, BJ will talk board games. Yep. He will also talk about his first impressions with his dark materials and C. That's S E E, not mm-hmm. C or S E A. I see. Ah, see. And then, of course, he'll talk about Arrow a little bit, too. And then we will get to the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, BJGeekNation.com. It's going to have all our podcast blogs and more. More. Or just BJ Geek Nation, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes if you want to find us. So many ways. And if you are awesome and you like us, uh, you should tell us on uh, the old reviews for Apple Podcasts. It's really easy. Give us five stars and then uh, let us, uh, I don't know, tell us why you like us and why you think we're super awesome and cool. And then our fragile egos will uh, be better. Thank you. Yeah. Along those lines, definitely do all those. If you got any questions or any problems or you know any concerns, bjgeeknationgmail.com. We also pay attention to all of our social media, so you can uh, send us messages that way. Um, but we're going to start off right away with some board game reviews. Board games. You weren't here for the last couple of episodes, BJ. So yeah, it, no. unless people are listening to the Board Game Alliance, which you should, comes out on every Tuesday, where Joe, Vicky, and uh, the rest of the BGA run down their favorite board games and more but BJ's not on that one no. and BJ needs to talk board games because that's yeah. basically all you do so all I do is I'll play as all I do is play the board games <laughs> and then rage about uh, Terminator but uh, that was last, last episode raging against the machines guys yeah. <laughs> raging against the, I'm raging against the machines yes <laughs> so what do you have us uh, in the world of board games well I'm glad you asked my friend um, there is a new Kickstarter game that's out there as I'm speaking and uh, they've still got about a, a couple weeks while they're going and I want you to know about this because I want it to be funded nice and it is called Galactic Era shocker it's a space Game. Uh, wow. Is it a 4X? Uh, it, it is actually, it looks like to me a 3X. Oh. Um, yeah, it looks like in this game you get to explore, expand, and exterminate. Don't see a whole lot of exploitation, though one could argue the ability to upgrade your technology by trading with other people could be a form of exploitation. Right. I'd have to play the game to really get back to you on that, but the designer himself just says, you know, and uh, Channing Jones is like, yeah, it's exploration, it's expansion, it's combat. Doesn't mention the exploitation. So, still 3X, people are happy of exterminates in the the, uh, the X pool, they're happy. <laughs> but it's uh, a Galactic Area is an innovative space empire builder board game. Plays up to six players, and you are a fledgling spacefaring civilization as you're going out in the galaxy. What you want to do is explore strange new worlds, colonize distant planets, <laughs> advance your technologies, and have sex with them. Oh wait, sorry, that's just, that's, just, that's just Captain Kirk. Sorry, Trade guys. with your allies, battle with your enemies. <laughs> the cool thing about this, you also, for all of you sort of RPG guys, you must choose. Your alignment. Ooh. Will you be light or dark? Always go dark. 
Yes, uh, and this has uh, I, I, what I love about this game is that there's an, inter- an interesting score tracker where there are eight rounds basically, and each round you can score points depending upon whether you're light or dark. And so there are four light rounds and there are four dark rounds. It looks like, oh. and you do have the way of going back and forth between alignment, but you usually at the beginning of the game choose your alignment. And if you're the light alignment, you choose more diplomatic. You're making friends with everybody. If you're dark, well, you can be like fighting McGee and, um, <laughs> fighting and McGee. take that route. There are fifty. Different factions to choose from, each with unique wow. powers. Some have even a couple of unique powers, which is really cool. Uh, I will tell you this: the components are decent, but some people might go, "Ooh!" I mean, and granted, if they get their, their, their you know, a lot of their stretch goals done, they'll have some cooler looking ships. But right now, there are discs, and there are they look like the roads from Settlers of Catan. They're just those wooden pieces. Yeah. The reason being for that though is that the galaxy is it, it's 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 a small footprint on your table. But a big galaxy to explore, and you could have a bunch of ships in a quadrant, and to have like really big ships would not be conducive to that. They also have like this poker chip meta- technology. They use poker chips with a number on the back so that you could basically have a bunch of ships in a fleet, but you don't know how many are in there, including using dummy poker chips, which don't have a number on them. So it looks like you may have more ships in there than you do, but you don't know. And I really like that guy. I like the whole idea of it. Uh, you can really, um, there's no luck based combat. Combat, you just determine it. I noticed that via yeah. math, which I like. That's uh, that's kind of good. I kind of like the problem is when I'm playing a, a board game with BJ, you tend to have already mathed out all of your potential like uh, possibilities at that point. I kind of like that random uh, randomness to it. Hidden information's great. Mm-hmm. I love hidden information. There is another uh, game that's going to be coming out soon called The Silver River. It's amazing how similar these guys are. I mean, they're very different, but they're both space games, 4 Xy, um, But they both take place within our own solar system, it looks like, based on oh. real facts. And that's the cool thing about this game is that they, it is based on um, you know a unique background story where they've got secret space program whistleblowers that they've talked to and UFO ET witness accounts. That's where they base this <laughs> material and the lore on. Uh- Oh. And it's similar to that with the Silver River because the Silver River will talk about the aliens that we all sort of agree on that may exist, like lizard people and the and the, and the Nordish people mm-hmm. and the Greys and 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 so this <laughs> yeah. this has a similar vibe to it as well uh, as far as the storyline goes. But I love the fact that the mechanics of the game. There's so many mechanics. I mean, there's grid movement, modular board, partnerships, paper, rock, paper, scissors mechanics, secret unit deployment, simultaneous action selection. There's a lot of stuff you. Can do you can trade technology there's five different technology tracks you can go up so if you're a space gamer like myself and you just love these three to four x games uh galactic era is one you have to check out it's on kickstarter right now and galactic era uh and again it's made by channing uh it's channing tatum uh, <laughs> uh i think i think it's actually uh channing jones part of CJ Games. Yep, yep, And yep. Uh, check it out. Uh, and I've had some communication with him over, and he's, he actually thanked me, just like a random person, thank you for backing my game. That is you know, cool. You don't really see that a lot from, like, Kickstarter so it, people. So it seems like they'll, uh, the, the, the transparency is going to be pretty big on this one. And even looking at it, uh, their Kickstarter page, very detailed. They're letting you know what shipping costs are going to be around the world, which is very helpful when you're trying to determine whether or not you want to back a game. There's a lot to this game. I think there's going to be a lot of replay, replayability, a lot of variability and that's what I love about a space game. The Mm -hmm. fact that they have 15 unique factions. That's a lot. Twilight Imperium has 17 and that's what makes TI4 so great. You 
can actually play so many different games. And other space games don't have that many factions, which makes it sort of like, oh, okay, well, there's six, you know, play six players and there's only six factions. Okay, you can kind of figure out the era? game at that point. Yeah. This has such a replayability. Galactic Era is the name of this game, my friend. Uh, what other uh, board game do you go, uh, want to talk about? Well, what just came out recently uh, that got fulfilled from Kickstarter, but usually you can buy these right away because of Daily Magic Games. They sell them. Oh, yeah. Uh, so if you're ever at a con or you just go online or any of your friendly local game stores, Valeria Card Kingdom's Crimson Seas expansion. And this is a really cool expansion that does actually add a lot to the game. If you don't know Valeria Card Kingdoms, it is Machikoro, uh, or if you've played Space Base, it is basically a dice rolling game that you get you, you will get resources dependent upon what your dice roll is. And you have you have two die, and you'll roll. If, let's, let's say I roll a two and a four. I will score all my two cards. I will score all my four cards. I will also score all my six cards. And if you remember Machikoro, you have cards with a die uh, a die number on there, and when that dice is rolled, th- th- that number is rolled, you get to get whatever resources it gives you. Uh, and Space Space does the same thing. And uh, Valeria Card Kingdoms has done that. And basically, you have monsters to kill and domains to capture. And then whoever has the most victory points, as well as satisfying a secret condition with your duke that you draft, and everybody has a different duke, similar <laughs> to Lords of Waterdeep and how you get that special character, and nobody yeah. knows exactly what you're going for. Exactly. In Crimson Seas, we basically get on the water, baby. Ooh, We're, piracy. We are going on the water. We have maps to new far-off lands. We are getting new trade goods that we can get from Arabe, which, of course, does sort of throw back to their game Merchants of Arabe. I love how they made that little connection from uh, Daily Magic Games. <laughs> also, uh, we can get tomes of great power to basically increase, augment our resource production as well as give us victory points at the end of the game. We rescue captured nobles from the villainous Amaranth Empire and plunder wealth of the Cursed Isle. Uh, and, of course, there are lots of monsters in the sea we got to worry about. This is a cool thing because there's a new play, there's a new game board added which basically will let you go to those places I mentioned. There's set collection now involved. There's also a renewable money so that you know when you spend your money these tomes actually will give you you say uh, one gold per turn but you always get it every turn and it'll give you a victory point at the end of the game. So it gives you different ways to go about getting uh, the victory point salad that you're looking for. These nobles are like mini dukes where you can see what they offer you mm-hmm. and uh, in Valeria Card Kingdom when you the way you add up your points is there's a lot of iconography on the cards and if you can match the iconography to your duke you will get massive oh, points. Oh yeah 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 makes well, sense. There are nobles that will go hey we'll give you extra points either for your iconography or for your resources and so you really can plan out just getting a ton of points. Nice. We played and we were going back and forth back and forth and none of us really knew how well we were doing. I ended up <laughs> tying with the dude. He thought for sure I kicked his butt because I had a ton of nobles but he had a ridiculous multiplier one noble that just and he just kept collecting money and money and money and money. <laughs> We tied, but he won because he did it with less citizen cards. They basically had less helpers than I did. So I really think this is a must addition to Valeria Card Kingdoms. I don't know if I ever want to play Valeria Card Kingdoms without this expansion. It's wow. one of those things where it's like, I think it makes the game a ton better. And I love the game in the first place. You might have to sort of figure out how to incorporate your old sets into the game. I might house rule a thing here or there in order because there is there's some new icons that are 
uh, that are on the citizen cards of this set, which you're not going to be able to have on the previous sets. That, uh, but sometimes you like to play with some of your other citizens. So I figure somebody with a brain or even maybe Daily Magic might come out with some sort of fix for that if you wanted to play with all of your cards and do this. But even if you only play with this expansion sets of citizens, it's still amazing. Daily Magic Games, Valeria Card Kingdoms, Crimson Seas, and it plays, you know, because the whole game plays five players. So it does play that. And let's see the price. Oh, the price is like 40 bucks from where I'm seeing. Nice. That ain't bad? No, it's not bad at all. Yeah. And I mean, Daily Magic Games, uh, they're local to us around here, but they're amazing people. Yeah. They put out so many more games than just uh, Valeria. So check out their site to uh, see exactly what they have. They've got something for everyone. They do. And um, I, 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 of all the local game companies we've had, these guys have really knocked it out of the park. I've loved a lot of the stuff that they've done. And you're right. They have a great four. They actually have a great 4X game called Horizons uh, <laughs> that Daily Magic put out. And it's a quick 4X game. Nice. Uh, and, um, you know, it's got the great art. A great art of the Miko. Of course, you love him. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you go. Uh, again, it's Crimson Seas, Valeria Card Kingdoms. Uh, moving on to some television stuff. This is a show that I was, I mean, I'm excited to go to watch. And I still haven't managed to get around to it. But BJ, you have. It's His Dark Materials. Yes. And the reason why I was sold on this is because watching the trailers, you get to see giant armored bears. And I thought that was probably the most terrifying thing in my entire life. I am uh, yeah, I'm behind. One episode deep. Haven't seen any giant bears yet. So all right, all so right. You, so you're not too out of you're not too out of it yet. Like okay. I am, yeah. So you haven't seen that. <laughs> but uh, what are your first impressions? Well, on it? first of all, anything James McAvoy is in, I'm going to watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, Vicky, um, your girl is in it too. Uh, and that, Daphne. of course, Daphne Keene, who is X twenty three. X twenty three. Oh wow. She plays the main. Like okay, you know, there's always a chosen one. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, so <laughs> she's the chosen one, and her name is Lyra, and uh, she ba- and, and no spoiler alert because. This happens right at the beginning. Basically, she's dropped off at a school, and James McAvoy's like, she's really important. And then all of a sudden you hear about it. Is it a school for gifted youngsters? It's a school for this gifted pain in the butt to everybody, uh, which is what I love about Lyra. Lyra's my kind of girl. She breaks all the rules. She runs across the rooftops. She's awesome. And um, and, uh, it's very British, which I love. James McAvoy is great as he's he's basically a a scientist in a world of religion. And I love this world where there's one school where they get to talk science but it really is heresy to talk science as long as you talk about it the right way the magistrate's okay with it wow Uh, and that's (laughs) the world of his dark materials where it's a very religious based culture that will allow at least a school to talk science but you better be careful wow if if you talk about it the wrong way we'll shut you down and so James McAvoy's character has got some information that is quite heretical, and oh, it's it's causing problems. And Lyra somehow is at the center of this from some prophetic way. There's a prophecy, of course. Oh yeah, uh, I think she's the girl who lived. I don't know, uh, or maybe she's the one that gets the lightsaber. I'm not too sure. She's one of those prophetic people that we know about. Um, it's good. It's fun. Uh, and I've only seen episode one, but I, I really like the characters. I love British. I just love British. Yeah. Anyway, so really of course do. I'll watch anyway. it. Yeah. Uh, what uh, what format? What streaming oh, format is it's it? It's on HBO. Oh, okay. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, my roommate's really excited to watch that series because it's based off a book series he likes. Yes. And, oh. and it turns out when you have books to go off of, the series tends to go well. 
good dialogue, good narrative, you know, the writing. We know that some books without their books do a little worse with that, you know, the TV episodes towards the end, but uh, this should be a complete uh, Are you saying that maybe they'll story. dethrone a, a particular I, series? Wow. Saying, I don't wow. know. There won't wow. be any burnings of things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, I, I, yeah. I hope they have plenty of time to tell this story the right way. There was a movie, wasn't it, Rev? That, the that, Golden that, Compass. Yeah, which was based on the same source material, but yeah, I never I, saw that. And neither did I, and apparently not enough people People to make it have the entire series of books go to movie. And I may watch it after I see this series come to a, like this season come and, to completion. And I, I want to, it, not just for history. Yeah, and I don't know how that one ties in with what this is going on. I bet you there's more educated people in our audience that can yeah. let us know. They both have very big polar bears. <laughs> see, and that's what I'm excited for. I want to see some polar bears. Yeah, and maybe the Golden Compass comes later on after Lyra. I have no idea, I, I, but I'm a feeling. But we're starting at the beginning. I'm assuming, which is where you. You want to start with a book series? You don't, you know, so, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Not if you're my aunt and gives me give me the second book in well, a series. Oh, my friend, give me the third book in a series for my birthday once. <laughs> yeah, the third? What? <laughs> like, there's so much Love that's you. already happened. Uh, moving on from that, you have been watching a show, BJ, that has Jason Momoa. Uh, I know who you may know as Aquaman, and it's or called Call Drago. Yeah, or Call Drago. Speaking of Game of Thrones, and it's called C, not like S E A, which I made a joke to in the intro, um, but like. The visual C. Yes, and um, a lot of talk has been about Disney Plus, and, uh, and rightly so, but mm-hmm. what people haven't been talking about is that there is another service that launched, and it's Apple TV's um, uh, Apple TV Plus. And oh. um, this, uh, they have a couple of, they, they have three uh, new shows on there. One's about the, the space race, which I am going to get to. It's like, what would the world be like if the space race never ended? There's another one that's it's about the morning show. It's, I, I think, a morning television show starring... Um, uh, uh, Rachel, uh, I can't. Rachel, I can't. Ross was Rachel. Oh. Uh, I'm forgetting her name. Aniston, uh, yeah, Aniston? yeah. Jennifer okay. Aniston, Steve Carell is in it. Oh, neat. Uh, yeah, and so that's uh, so that's that that's out there. But the one that really intrigued me was all right. Jason Momoa is the one that they I think are hanging their hat off of because he's you know he's just Jason Momoa. <laughs> and I took a look at um, the uh, I, I looked at the summary. I said, well, do I want to watch this? It looks like they're out there. Look like it's like Savage Land gone back in time. And I felt like it was probably about some tribal thing, maybe in the 1400s. Turns out it's actually very far in a dystopian future where due to a horrific virus that kills pretty much everybody but two million people on our entire planet, it also has stripped any survivors of the sense of sight. Whoa. Then, so that happens in the 21st century. This takes place 200 years later, where an entire society has evolved and lived without the ability to see, and it is heresy to even talk about vision. They call it the world of the light when you can see. Wow. And and basically their memories of the world of the light was that it was a corrupt, vile, horrific place. Not wrong. It's run by a monarchy, at least the society they were involved. There are multiple tribes of people and groups of people living where they're living. Uh, They have witch hunters, and the reason they have witch hunters in this, and uh, Alfred Woodard is also in this, and she's a great actor. She played the, um, the politician in Luke Cage, the the woman. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I forget her name. Unfortunately, she was also in it, uh, Star Trek: that, uh, that First Contact. Viola Davis. Wasn't yeah, yeah. It? No, no, no. It wasn't Viola Davis. That's uh, Alfre Woodard, and Alfre Woodard was um, God, whatever her name was in in the show. I don't know, but she was uh, you know. 
uh, she was the politician that was always like she, she was she was double dealing politician. She was a bad guy. Yeah, I can't um, remember. I don't know uh, her name. And Luke Cage. I just, I'm just remembering. Killing me. Uh, yeah, I can't remember her name either. Um, but that uh, she's a Dillard. great. Yeah, Dillard. Mariah. Yeah, Dillard. Mariah. Dillard. Yeah, Mariah. Yeah, and she's a great actress. Her name is Paris in this. Yeah, and she is really good as she always is. Jason Momoa is good. Um, so the idea is awesome. You you get to see a thriving culture living with outside it is amazing to me to see how they do everything they do and the special gift and insight they have even to sort of supernatural insights that have developed because they can't see so they're they, they're able to communicate with animals and they are able to get, just have knowledge that they really shouldn't have their hearing is ridiculous um and i just love their terminology how many heartbeats away are somebody Wow. Stuff like that. You know, uh, there's a baby being born. And they go, I can't wait for him to feel the baby for the first time. Because, of Instead course, of it's see not... the baby. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's really well done. Um, and Stephen Knight's the creator. And it was a sh- it was a surprise. I'm like, I'm going to keep up and make sure I check the shows out that look sci-fi and yeah. geeky just to say I'm going to do it. And I'm like, okay, I want to watch the next episode. Nice. This is really good. Um, I think it's I think it's especially fun when you get excited about a show that isn't set in space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because most of the time, you like you will gravitate, pun intended, yes. towards space shows. Or superhero. Exactly. And so having that be neither of these, it's, and be, yeah. it's, that, it's that, that, that post-apocalyptic sort of look at it. But again, you know, 14th century almost, because I saw some of the stills, and there's a dude in armor. Yeah. So it's like kind of fun to see you really grasping onto that. And I mean, Vicky, I mean, it's got Jason Momoa. I know. Well, like, it, it, it's interesting because I've seen like the trailers for it and it kind of reminds me of Shannara Chronicles in the sense of, like, oh, yeah, yeah. In the future, because there's, I saw a bunch of old cars. Yeah. Like kind of in the forest and yes. stuff, but it's technically not. I mean, it doesn't hey, feel like it. We're talking 200 yeah. years yeah. removed from today. And it's wow. not the future we think of. And we the think act- exactly, right? <laughs> the acting and the writing, I mean, the first episode was very, very impressive. And with all the talk for The Mandalorian and everything else like that, well, granted, it's only on once a week. Uh, and a lot of us, you know, if you buy a new iPhone, you get Apple TV free for a year, Apple TV Plus for a year, oh, just like this. I did that. We have to figure yeah, that out. So you probably mm. have it. Um, it is Good, and um, I want to give Apple TV Plus a credit because it's right like, on, you know, man. that uh, everyone's talking about Mandalorian. I think people should be talking about C. It's good. Jason Momoa is good, and check it out on Apple TV Plus. Uh, quickly, uh, if you didn't know, Arrow is coming to an end. And what? Yes, they, uh, they've, oh. been, they've been uh, shooting the series finale, which is going to be called Fade Out. Yeah. And Stephen Amell has announced that he has filmed his final scene for the show, tweeted out, words can't even begin to express what Arrow has meant to me. Best eight years of my life. The cast and crew of the show have become my family. I'm going to miss them. I'm wrapped. So this must be a half a season they're going to do. Because, I mean, usually... You know, they do 20 some odd episode seasons. He wouldn't shoot that until sometime next year. So if this is if they're already shooting, like you said, the final episodes, Rev, we may see the end of this after the crisis crossover. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And looking at CBR.com, it said um, all of the series will cross over with Crisis on Infinite Earths, after which Arrow, Arrow will air its final two episodes. There you go. So two left after the crisis happens. Arrow's been getting cool. We, they've had flash forwards where we got to see the kids of all of the people who are in the main show. Oliver's two children. We get to see Diggle's kids. Mm-hmm. We get to see 
see uh, uh, Ramon's kids. We get to see, or child, I should say. Well, they just had a phenomenon that happened. And again, the phenomenon, all weirdness is going on with timey-wimey stuff because of this character called The Monitor, and this is the crisis. Uh, it's yeah. going through with The Flash. It's going through everywhere. Um, turns out, and this was cool, we've been seeing the flash forward of the kids in the future. Somehow, they all get sent back to the past, so they get to see their parents. So and, and oh. so basically, I mean, you know, he's got a daughter that never knew him who gets to now see her father and he gets to see her because he would never get to see her anyway. As an adult, he gets to see his son as an adult. Um, it's cool. I mean, for a while, it was like this flash forward stuff is pissing me off because they're trying to show me a new show. Is it a new show they're trying to push on me? And I think I really do think they hope we like the characters because it's basically Young Arrow. They're all yeah. the all Young Arrow people. Uh-huh. Um so uh, they are now all in the same time, which is our time. That's cool. Yeah, so that's what's going on with Arrow. Uh, Barry's still running fast. Do you, Now, do you, having watched Arrow from the beginning and going through all this for the last eight years, do you feel like you're happy having seen all of it? I don't think I would have had to. As a matter of fact, I argue that the first couple of seasons of the first two to three, well, maybe the first two seasons of Arrow were like the first seasons of S.H.I.E.L.D. They, oh. they were very ground-based. Mm-hmm. And then once he introduced the Barry Allen and they started The Flash and then there was some crossover and then Supergirl, uh, Arrow's gotten cooler. It's okay. still, it's, he's still a ground-based hero, but it's not so pedestrian. Okay, you know? it, yeah. It, it was yeah. Very, I, I, but I think they had to do that for the regular folks because mm-hmm. folks just weren't ready for Kind of ease them into that, and yeah. I think one of the big boons of having that uh, on the CW is just the fact that they've been able to tie in so many shows together. So if you're a fan of one of those, you might get sucked in by proxy to the other ones. Yeah, it's so different, Rev. I mean, so many of the characters that are now here, and inc- including some of the superhero-y ones, weren't in the first season or two of Arrow. It was just basically him. And wow, that was okay, it. He didn't okay. have his whole team. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad I saw it, but I also don't think it's a big deal. I think you can get caught up quick if you just start at season three-ish, maybe. Nice, nice. Yeah. And right there's been, I mean, this is like the eighth season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. And now it is time to get to The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Hey, Vicky, What's going on? All right, so I've been surfing the internet, and uh, I found this uh, BuzzFeed test to see how big of a nerd you are based on if you've seen these movies. Okay. Which I didn't realize, because it said, if you've seen 37 out of 51 of these movies, you're probably a huge nerd. Yeah. I didn't realize they were sci-fi films. So I'm sitting here, I'm like, well, I'm not very nerdy. No, you're I haven't not. seen most of these. <laughs> we uh, want to keep you out of the club, nerd. actually. So I figured between <laughs> us all, all of us here, I have a feeling we've probably seen all of them. So I'm just going to quickly run through okay. all of them. And if you've seen it, just say seen it. Okay. okay. All right. Inception. Seen it. Avatar. Seen it. Seen yes. it. The Matrix. Seen it. I don't know. Yes, yes. of course, <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> Interstellar. Yes. yes. I've actually watched it more than once. Me too. Really? Yeah. It actually does kind of surprise people because they're like, why? I was like, because it's a good movie. Well, you want to you want to retrace the steps when you know what happens. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Minority Report. Yes. Yeah. Back to the Future. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gravity. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the one with Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. The Terminator. Yes. The Prestige. That's yes. the one with uh, Is that magic. Chris- yeah, yeah, it, magic. Was, it was the Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale, and oh, uh, Hugh yeah. Jackman. I, I, think I don't think I, I saw didn't that. see it. I read the wiki on it. All right, wow. Joey, have you seen it? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> he saved us. Right. Uh, e. T. The of extraterrestrial. Yeah. Yep. Oh, how about AI or artificial intelligence? Yes. No. Yep. No. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. That was the uh, that was when uh, Steven Spielberg took over for Stanley Kubrick. Oh yeah, it was Jude yeah. Law as Gigolo Joe, right? Gigolo yep. Joe. Weird. Again, right. And Haley Joe Osmond. I see <laughs> robot people. <laughs> uh, how about Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Yeah. Yep. 
uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yes. Hated I it. have. I liked it. I loved it. it. Uh, I just, wow, I really? did not it like it. It all hell. And it's a different type of Jim Carrey, which I really liked. Yeah. Uh, Clockwork Orange. Yep. Yes. Uh, 12 Monkeys. Mm-hmm. That's the I, one that's with... That's the Brad Pitt time yeah. travel one. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I still mm-hmm. need to see that. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Park. Yes. Yep. Alien. Yeah. Blade Runner. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Children of Men. Yes, no. that was the Clive Owen one. Yeah, what, is yeah. it, what was it? About? Uh, basically, they uh, the, you can't make uh, they, they can't make babies anymore. So kind of like Why the Last Man, and okay. then uh, one woman is pregnant, so he's tasked with oh, trying to save. She's or making the Barbara protect her. Dude, I totally thought that was the one uh, with uh, blind spoiler alert. Denzel Washington. No, Book of Eli. yeah, Book of Eli was yeah. just him walking around with yeah. the Book of. I don't know why I got that. them confused. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Martian. Yes. yes. Source code. Ooh, that's the Jake Gyllenhaal one. And oh, yeah, no, I, I have it. not seen I did that. See that. Is that yeah. the one where he's on a train? Yes. Yeah, oh, I you did it. see that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the Fountain. I saw that. Yes. No. That's the time you, travel with uh, Darren Aronofsky, right? Yes. Uh, yes, and it yeah, has it uh, Hugh Jackman and yeah. Rachel Weisz. Yes. Weisz. Weiss. By the way, don't do that on Mushrooms. Okay. Uh, <laughs> don't watch it. Uh, Alien. Aliens, excuse me. Oh, yes. Aliens, yes. Her. Game over, man. Her. That's the one, yes, yes with I think Joaquin Phoenix. Jo- yeah, Joaquin oh, Phoenix yeah. plays the Joker, but he's not the Joker yet, but he's <laughs> he, about to be when he. But he, he's hanging out with his. It's uh, the origin fake, story to the origin story. Right? His AI, when his AI buddy leaves him, he becomes the Joker. <laughs> All right. Edge of Tomorrow. Live, die, repeat. Of course. Uh, Prometheus. Yes. Yeah. Wait, did somebody here watch her? Or were we all? I did. Oh, I watched her. I loved her. Uh, <laughs> the Truman Show. Yes. Yes. Avengers Endgame. Uh, no. Is that a movie? Uh, yeah, is that of course. Out yet? Of course. Right. Uh, Robocop. Oh, yeah. Thank you for your cooperation. The original, original. not the travesty that was the uh, later one. You went saw, and saw that. I saw that one. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, K-Pax. Oh, that's the Kevin Spacey one. Uh-huh. Yes, I did not I see that. did see it once on television. Yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't watch all of it, but I watched some of it. Super 8. Yes. yes. The Mist. Ooh, Ooh, the no. mist was that. That mist. was the one with Thomas Jane. It was either and, Thomas Jane or what's the one with Mark Wahlberg? Oh, it's the Foggy Punisher. <laughs> yep, you're right. Uh, Thomas Jane came out yeah. in tw- uh, 2007. Oh, it's an uh, the br- the ending is so brutal. But you have seen it? Yes. Haha. <laughs> Arrival. Yes. Dude, Did not know. By the way, I was not okay for a couple days after I saw that movie. It was wow. so good. It was, was really good. That was a good flick. Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. I heard about that movie. <laughs> uh, Moon? Moon, yes. yes. What yes. is that? With, uh, it's Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Yeah. So good. BJ actually recommended that to me, and I have to tell you. It's good. Yes. First off, Sam Rockwell is a superstar when it comes to character acting. Yes, he oh, is. Yeah. But it's also a really good story, too. Interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, I, think, I think you dig it. Yeah. It, and Sam it's not Rockwell scary. is so good. It's not okay. scary at all, and it's really, it's like, a, it's, it's, a, it's a one-man show, basically. And it's a mind F. Yeah, oh. it's total mind F. Got to get in the right mood for that. Yeah. How about Men in Black? Yeah. Face Off. Yes. Oh, is that, well, I guess it is sci when yeah, you they replace faces. faces and stuff. Okay. The Thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, oh. John Carpenter's The Thing. Yes. I'm not sure I saw that. Really? Yeah, I don't think I did. Ooh. This one I know we all saw, The World's End. Yes. Yep. Simon Pegg. Oh, I'm glad Simon gets in there. This one, I don't know this one. It uh, has Jared Leto, Mr. Nobody. Mm, whoa, Ooh. no. Oh. I, I don't know that one. Oh, did we finally find one that we didn't watch? All of us, no. I don't, uh, I don't know Mr. Nobody. Nope, wow, me. yeah, it came out 10 years ago. He's the last mortal human in 2092. 
and he reflects on his long past and thinks about the. This sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, Jared Leto. It. I like him. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's one. Mr. Nobody. Okay. <laughs> All right. How about Donnie Darko? Yep. Yes. Snowpiercer. Yep. Yes. X Men. Yep. Yes. Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. Yes. Black Panther. Yep. Looper. Yes. Yep. The Fifth Element. Of yeah. course. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unbreakable. Yes. Uh, Contact. Yes. Yes. That was uh, Jodie Foster. Exactly. Yes. And last one. Limitless. Oh, that's the Bruce, uh, not the Bruce Lee, Bradley, uh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, with, I saw uh, that. Ro- uh, Robert I, De Niro. I yeah. did not see that, and I heard I didn't really need to see that. It wasn't bad. It was, it oh. was entertaining. All right. Dude, so, we are massive geeks, because what did we miss, like three? We missed nope. one. One. Just yeah. Mr. Nobody. Well, even even myself, I think I missed five, four, or maybe the yeah, most. I missed not a, a lot, lot more than that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I can't believe it. If these are the geek movies, I guess that puts me right in the wheelhouse. Well, for the geeky sci-fi ones. Yeah, buddy. So. Yeah, 50 out of 51 on the list. You're totally a sci-fi. Cinephile. Yes, we are. You love uh, getting lost in the fantasy of it all. You probably have a lot of random sci-fi movie knowledge. Yeah, we do. It's yeah, like they we know do. you. I'll post this guy uh, so you guys can also <laughs> take the test and tell us your score. And until next time, stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.